Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. My name is David. I'm going to be your guide through the apocalypse today. I'm a maestro D. My name is Crispin Mugsworth. Crispin, uh, imagine just the most stereotypical, like, 1920s bartender. He is the personification of a mullet. Business in front, <laughs> party in back. My character is Max the Gunlugger. Max is a, just a mountain of a man. Just, he is not to be fucked with. In combat, he counts as a small gang. I'm playing, like, Forrest. She's a battle babe. You don't have to do a voice yet. Okay. <laughs> no, no, please. She has arresting eyes. She's wearing a green leather bodice with Kevlar with silver spikes. My name is Spot. I want you to imagine a cat, but a person. Child things tap into the psychic maelstrom quite a bit. When I go aggro on someone, I roll plus weird instead of plus hard. So, Meister D, what are your history questions? Which of you do I find most attractive? Well, it's got to be Max, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or what, what kind of a relationship do you and, and Crispin have? Oh, he's plan B, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you is my favorite? Oh, it's probably it's me. It's probably the child thing, because she's my bouncer. Crispin doesn't really stand for violence in his bar anyway. Those people tend to get thrown out. Mm -hmm. This is a safe space. Which one of you swords left me bleeding and did nothing for me? Oh, that was probably me. Uh, which one of you is the prettiest and or smartest? That would be me. Can Forrest trust you? You're on the same side as Max, absolutely. Yes, you can trust him. Crispin is very loyal to people that have not wronged him. Yes? That sounds a lot like a no. The child thing is hunted by uh, the wolves of the Maelstrom. Are you a wolf of the Maelstrom? <laughs> Fuck's that. He knows you, and you would probably talk about the wolves a lot. He would say no, he's not. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. Whoever you have highest history with gets to choose one of your stats to be highlighted. This is a stat which you must roll at some point during the game in order to gain experience. And, and again, okay. we're only doing a one shot, so the likelihood of any of you hitting five experience is pretty unlikely. Wealthy and technologically advanced folks who realized early on that life on the surface was going to get increasingly difficult, uh, they have gone underground. Groundhog is the nice way to, like, the nice way right. to refer yeah. to them. And holers are like, oh yeah, those, those assholers. But the, the nearby hold is called Deep Well. It was originally a town that revolved around a deep well that penetrated down to a underground aquifer. And my bar is like the first proof of civilization. I'm the first glimmer of hope. Decades ago, humanity fought with an expanding arboreal menace, which threatened life and civilization as we know it. Humanity lost. Some revenants, though, survive, clinging to life and society on the fringes, where they can keep the still-expanding greenscape, the vine, from taking what little is left. Those that survive, human and beast alike, are different, changed somehow. Rumor has it that some have even found ways to survive among it, and the cities now choked of the life they once teemed with. But in a world where all life is bound to become its fertilizer, how long can any survive? In the salt flats of what once was Utah, a scattered collection of survivors eke out a meager living. 
in a repurposed hardware store, the last building standing of a small town that fared poorly in the apocalypse. Crispin Mugsworth tends bar at Mugsworth's Tavern. It is nestled along what passes for a road between the town of Deepwell and the ever-encroaching greenscape. It is a popular hub of refugees who have made the harrowing journey across the green, reclaimers who arrogantly charge into the green for the relics to be found in overgrown lost cities, and regulars from Deepwell seeking something a little stronger than water. And others with agendas unknown. Spot, the child thing, observes the patrons, looking for outsiders who might cause trouble, interested at times in making a little bit of trouble herself. Today the bar also finds two regulars, Max and Forrest. What brings you two into the bar today? Got a bit of jingle? They've got a bit of booze? Think it's a match made in heaven. Forrest, how about you? Forrest is bored and has come to play. More with the patrons than any other game. I was hoping for a rhyme. I really was. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Spot, Crispin, how's business been today? What's going on? Slow, for the most part. We just opened, you know, two, three hours ago. So there's a couple of other stragglers in here, but for the most part, these are the only two faces that I've definitely seen more than a few times. So I think Spot's been uh, pretty busy today. I think she went out and did a little bit of foraging. Probably came back with a decent helping of uh, trophies. I don't know. This is her usual day-to-day, so uh, what time of year is it? It's summertime. Summertime? Okay. It's then, yeah. hot. Oh, it's hot as hell it's on these sweltering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even though you don't have ice, the drinks feel cold. Add shade to, of the to, to the list of reasons, which is booze, <laughs> that Max is stopping by. In which case, she probably comes out of her den, and she has, like, some fish and some uh, frogs. How does her den connect to, connect to the bar? Is there a, a nameless hole somewhere that she just crawled up out of? Is there, like, a crevice that is so big that only she can fit through? What do you think? I think there's a basement, and I think that there is a duct in the basement. That leads into where her den is. Mm, okay. I like the idea that specifically, like, it's an old tornado shelter. Ooh, I uh, like that. Be a bit more specific. There's, there's still some... Do they get tornadoes in Utah? I feel like that's still central enough. Maybe it's not super frequent. I don't know. I'm not from Utah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say that there are for now. Utah receives for, an for... average of two tornadoes a year. There so, you go. Well, you know... Uncommon, but they do occur. You gotta be ready for those two tornadoes. Did you I hear guess, that though? Average of two a year, so they get basically means it, I, I read this as, as one or two a year, or, right. or zero to one a year, but a bad year, which is drop like six all at once, which is still a lot more than I would have expected that far west. Mm-hmm. There you go. To have an average of two a year, that's that's quite a bit that far west. Now you know. I mean, you say that's quite a, f- a few. Uh, I just Did looked up the average for Kansas. The two most active states for tornadoes are Texas with 155 mm-hmm. and Kansas with 96 mm-hmm. in an average year. To be fair for Texas, Texas is huge. It's in yeah. a true. huge area for tornadoes to but, drop. But Kansas on. and Utah are approximately the same size. To be fair for Kansas, there's a reason they picked Wizard of Oz as set in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Instead of a 
a tornado shelter, which is apparently less common in Utah. Sorry, my Missouri-Kansas upbringing makes me think those are more common than they are. Oh, yeah, tornadoes happen all the time. All the time. Uh, excuse me, sir, this is Oregon? <laughs> all right. What do you guys get here? Wet. Wet? <laughs> Oregon wet, yeah. Yeah. Floods. Uh, so, so how about instead? I do know that there's pretty... There's a pretty high rate of people in Utah who are preppers. Who are preppers. Yeah. Uh, so I like the idea that maybe this, well, the main reason this building stood is because it was built oh. sturdier than a lot of the buildings around it. Uh, the original was, owner was a was mm. a doomsday prepper. Yeah. And it there was a hardware store. And yep. it was a hardware store. Yep. Uh, bada bing, bada so bang. Now it's, been, now it's been repurposed into your lovely Mugsworth Tavern. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that, yeah, if it has a basement, it's probably, it probably used to be a, a cellar for, for storing goods and stuff. Yeah. It's probably still quite a bit down there. Uh, there's a lot of hardware stores, depending on what time frame you're in, that had a basement where they would keep dynamite and explosive ordinances to be used for commercial or private use. But they would be down in the basement section of a hardware store, I out think- of the reach of people that aren't serious about buying those things now now mugsworth is a passed on establishment mm-hmm. we, we talked about in the previous setup so i'm imagining then that if there was any particularly either like lots of hard to find dry goods or or dynamite oh yeah <laughs> that's variety, that's long gone yeah that was bartered i'm just saying that it's not that it's very possible that it has a basement especially yeah. since it's a mom and pop i think that at some point one of the dynamite uh, that was stored down there a while ago, a long while Could've ago. Could have gone off. Went off. And when it did, it opened up uh, a cavern that is connected to many caverns, turns out, uh, near the aquifer that gives us water. There you go. Pretty spooky. Yeah. You know about this hole. <laughs> I think if, if we ex- explore backstory far enough, I think that I found out when I found the child thing at my establishment one day. Be all like, hello, where did you come from? Depending on how far back this was, I don't think Spot spoke yet. Fair. As it is, she doesn't talk a lot. I had originally thought that since your your town is, or your your establishment is sort of a stopover between mm-hmm. Green Space and, mm-hmm. uh, and an actual town, I'd always sort of thought that somebody traveling through had like found Spot somewhere out in the Greenscape and just brought her here. That too. But I kind of like the idea, now that you've said it, of her just like, showing up one like, day you, i feel like you had like sort of covered up this hole because you're like oh that mm. looks dangerous and then you just like covered it up and forgot about it and then sometime later you noticed that like your covering had been disturbed it would just been like a tarp or something and like you look around and there's just this kid <laughs> there's this kid hi um all right <laughs> and there's there's some story there in in the past of spot but who knows who knows what that was certainly not us not yet not so early into this game Dun, dun, dun. But it's been, yeah, it's been a hot day. So I, I feel like your day started off on the slow side. But mm-hmm. as as time went on, uh, more, as the sun more gets people, higher in the yeah, sky, more, more people are trying to take shelter from from the heat of the day. Obviously, you know, there is the town nearby. But why take shelter there when you can take shelter and get a good drink along the way? That's right. Uh, the the local town of Deepwell is run by a, a woman called Morgan. Uh, and she does not tolerate alcohol in her town. That does not mean she does not come in here from time to time herself to. Test oh, the me and Morgan go way back. Yeah, actually, I want you to. You uh, might. I want to write down plus one history with Morgan. Actually. You might even say that 
she was a contributing factor of Mugsworth being passed down to me. Hmm. So obviously she, she's been around for a while. She doesn't have much in the way of memories about the apocalypse, but mm-hmm. she was born pretty close to when it started. What if, what if Mugsworth is like an annex of Deepwell, was it? Yeah, Deepwell. Yeah, of Deepwell, where it's technically a part of Deepwell, but we tend to govern ourselves while inside of Mugsworth. The Mugsworth Tavern is a part of Deepwell, which is why she has some like control over who takes it over next. But once the new Mugsworth is established, then it has its own governing system. Well, I imagine they don't want to deal with like letting in just anyone right. in in Deepwell. So uh, Mugsworth is kind of like a, like a, a testing ground. A testing ground. If you fit in at Mugsworth, Crispin lets you go on into Deepwell, and if not, he calls guards. Yeah, I, I like the idea then that that Crispin sort of has this position of being a little bit of an arbiter. If you can, if you can make it at Mugsworth's, then then Morgan will take that under advisement. Yeah, and maybe maybe you, you can get into Deepwell as well. I like that. But as as the day goes on, it is hot. Drinks are cool enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough. I like the idea uh, also that since you have sort of this connection to this underground cave system, that you might keep some of the nicer spirits there. Oh, for uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Where it's cooler. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice and cool. Where I keep my Applejack and my ciders, my specialties. Absolutely. So, Max, how long have you been coming to Mugsworth? Hell, probably as long as he can remember. Yeah, if it's being handed down from person to person, uh, as, as long as he's been in the area. Well, let's put a number to it. <clears throat> how old is Max? He's, he's <laughs> got a roadmap of pain across his entire body, but he's lived a hard life. I want to say early 30s. Sounds good. He knows his stuff, but he's not at the point where his body's falling apart on him, other than the parts that you would expect to be with the where he's taken. Um, so let's say, he's, how long has he been in this area? I feel like gunluggers tend to drift a bit. We'll say at least, we'll say about a decade or so. Okay, cool. Wanted. It's also worth noting that he does have an Australian accent, apparently. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> at some point he Next immigrated, from I Wayne guess. What's this Australia? Okay. I've never heard of it. (laughs) He's just watched a lot of Mad Max. (laughs) (laughs) Or he was raised by folks that... Accents persist a surprisingly long time without outside forces to influence them. Mm -hmm. They're very much learned, and it doesn't take much to learn them. True. So yeah, he's been in the... As much as a gun lugger like him can settle down, he's settled down in this area. Yeah. He may go away from once to the time, visit other places of Utah or the Salt Platts. Salt Platts? Salt flats, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of likes coming back here. So, do you usually stay in Deep Well when you do? Deep Well, um, basically whatever he's closest to. Yeah, Deep Well's got better better digs. When you got that much water, uh, mm-hmm. that's money right there, liquid gold. Mm-hmm. Only it's liquid water. But yeah, you. But so you if it's too late, familiar. or yeah, but if it's too late or too drunk, he'll stay at a at a Mugsworth. Fuck. I almost forgot immediately what it was called. I know, I'm Mugsworth. a monster. Language. You can have a taste or a Mugsworth. It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're real lucky, then you get a taste of Mugsworth. Hey. <laughs> Yikes. 
No, that's uh, if Mugsworth is lucky. <laughs> so then, so then, Forrest, how long have you been a regular at Mugsworth? Ten years. Ten years since she was fifteen. Oh wow! Uh, Drinking we, age is lower in the apocalypse for sure. Well, she <laughs> she traveled with a group of battle babes, a roaming pack of battle babes. Wowie! And uh, so she eventually decided to settle down here. The others spend most of their time in. Deepwell? Deepwell. Deepwell. Right? All of us keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> Spending the time in the town that we just said the name of five seconds ago. We've we know it, it well. <laughs> and we've said it like six or seven times already, and all of us are still all like, it's uh, Deepwell, the, the right? Place with the stuff. You yeah. know what we should get is one of those, the big poster with the big post-it notes on it. Yeah. We should have that. We should have one of those and like write up <laughs> important names of different Folks things. around here just usually call it the town. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Locals you know, call town. it the town. That's yeah. how you know it's a local. Mm -hmm. Like in the Northeast. Very fair. Very you're either in the town or at Mugsworth. Mm -hmm. There's no in between. I mean, there or you isn't... came back from the green. Yeah. Or you came back from the green. Which doesn't happen that often. Hmm. You don't come back. You might go out to the green, but you don't come back. Not very often. often. There's a, a rare number. So, so yes. So she, she has spent her life really between the town and Mugsworth's, but she spends most of her time here and has been coming here since she was she was very young. She doesn't drink, remember? Right. <laughs> At least not alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. Which makes me think mind tricks don't work on me. Only, only money. money. <laughs> uh, Spot, how old are you now? Ambiguous? Not ten. Not yet. Yeah. Not 10. She's 50. <laughs> She's just very small. Not 5, not 10. Okay. Somewhere in there. And you've been here a while. I feel like time is a, a more flexible thing for... Yeah. Crispin would probably know. How long has Spot been living with you? Year or two. Yeah. Okay. Time, is, time is relative in the apocalypse. Two summers. Two summers. Two summers. Let's call it two summers. Is this the third or is this? This is the second summer. This is the second summer. Okay. Towards the end of the second summer, which is why it's even hotter than normal. It's got to be enough time that you've picked up social interaction well enough for me to trust you as a bouncer. For sure. Now, for the last few weeks, Crispin, uh, you've been dealing with a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, not ruffians in my establishment. I, I mean, nothing, nothing special. Uh, you don't think, but you've been seeing the faces of a few more people who who don't just come in once and cause trouble, but they they come back another two, sometimes three times within the span of a few weeks to show their faces there again. And they all seem to bear the the same marks, the same like they wear similar outfits. They're all very, you know, no sleeves, lots of tattoos. Well, I do believe uh, that that's the makings of a gang fine, sir. And, uh, and <laughs> these rather tight-fitting respirator masks that so they don't take off under, under any conditions. I imagine they all have... <laughs> they have a little straw. They all, have, they all have aluminum bendy straws. Yes. Washable. Which they poke through... <laughs> they poke under their masks to slurp your, your beverages. Do they buy the Applejack, the apple cider, or the regular what's on tap? 
What would be the most insulting for them to buy? What would be the most insulting for them to buy to me? Yeah. Uh, the regular on tap. Because yeah, it's the cheaper. Then they, they just buy the regular. Yeah, I think this is this is one of those days where another one comes in and you you immediately recognize there's two of them, mm-hmm. actually. One tall and slender, the other one shorter, meatier. Both of them are wearing identical masks. Have I learned their gang name yet? You haven't learned you haven't spent sh- enough time talking with them. Or shall I just refer to them as the ruffians? Well, you know these two's names, because this is okay. this is the third time both of them this is the first time they've come in together. This is the third time both of them have been here. Crispin, have you told Spot to look out for them? Oh, absolutely. Then when they come in, she pokes you and says, mask. Hmm. The tall one, you know, is named Cliff. And the shorter one, you know, is named Bulldozer. Hate them already. <laughs> so Cliff and Dozer, they, they snag a table near the front. It's where a lot, like, n- none of these... None of these people tend to come in too far. In fact, I'd like you, I'd like you to read the situation for me. To read a sitch. What do you mean by read the situation for me? So, oh yeah, this is this is our first. This is gonna be our first, our first rule, our first rule of the, the session. So you're gonna read the situation. Uh, that's something that either you can ask to do or something that I can ask you to do. Okay. So I roll. Yes, you're gonna roll two of your d6. Plus sharp. Plus sharp. Unless of course you have abilities that change that. Three, six, plus sharp, zero. That is a, a, a grand total of six, sir. A grand total of six. Uh, well, that's a shame. Ask one of the following questions, but yep. be prepared for the worst. Yeah. Okay, so you may, you may ask one of these questions. What's my best escape route? Uh, what enemy is most vulnerable to me? Which enemy is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position? Who's in control here? On a miss, you ask one, but you must be prepared for the worst. And that is a miss. Six is a miss. Right. Who's in control here? I, I'm going to ask you to elaborate a little bit on what you mean by here. Am I am I asking this to you're, them you're or to, to you? You're this is the yeah. player asking the the, yeah. Uh, the MC. Yeah. MC. Who's in control here? Who 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 is the dominating presence right now is it them or me because mm. it's my establishment but they're physically imposing so you have a rule in your establishment right. that is if if you're armed don't show it mm-hmm. like like you, you're here to, sure. you're here to have a peaceful establishment for right? sure i can't remember if we were recording or or not uh, Earlier, I mentioned that my establishment is very much leave your shit at the door. This yeah. is a safe place. So I, I imagine that the times being what they are, mm-hmm. you you don't expect people not to have any armaments at all. Right. But they certainly shouldn't be brandishing. Them. No. Well, these two. Don't wave your knife in my face. These two, these two men by the door, Dozer and Clef, both of them are are open carrying very large shotguns okay as well as having uh on their hip clearly displayed both of them have a singular grenade they're obviously choppers right they well you don't like you don't think they drove in on anything right or or if they did it's outside uh and i don't think you've checked that out in the times that they've been here well we're the only building around i would have heard them drive up Mm -hmm. sure 
as I mentioned before, the bar is quiet. So yeah, and for your be prepared for the worst, uh, asking who's in control. Yeah. Currently, if you 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 can clearly tell that if you ask anything of these two fellows, other than what would you like to drink, it might be bad news. You're going to be in for a bad time. They, like in previous times they've been here, they've they've been in. And they've seemed sort of furtive looking around, but they haven't been armed the way they are today. But today they are armed and they, well, if you'd rolled better, I'd probably give you a little more information on your read on right. the situation. But right. I get it. But they're there and they're armed. I'm going to stroll up to them and go, afternoon, boys. What are we having? Cliff looks up at you a little bit uh, surprised to see you standing there, but he narrows his eyes and he says, What's cheaping on tap? <laughs> uh, well, we got the the usual tap options. You know, we got a nice a nice pilsner, a nice a nice uh pale ale. I'll have one of them in ices. Yep. One of them what? In ice. In ice. That's what we were saying. You having a nice a pilsner? No, no, no. We have. I, I, I want I wanted a nice too. Dozer chimes in. All right, I'll get you your boys, your anices. Yeah, yeah you, you do that. Uh, what do you have to barter? You know, we uh, pay up front in this establishment. Dozer, Dozer looks up with a crooked smile and says, "Well, I, we're happy to we're happy to pay what you need here. How about how about we give you some peace and quiet?" How about that is payment enough? Some peace and quiet? That'll that'll do for now, I guess. But that that might change depending on how much you boys order from here on out. And do you walk away? Yeah. Alright, uh, you leave them to their business. I'm gonna walk up to Spot and tell her to keep an eye on those two. She nods. Uh, Force wants that grenade. Yeah. None, none of this is especially quiet. <laughs> so, no. You have yeah. said that this is a quiet bar. I'm going to read the sitch. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take a look at these. Give these guys the old hairy eyeball. Yeah. Uh, I also uh, spot you've been specifically told to look at these. I would welcome you to try to read a person or read a sitch. Okay. Uh, either I am. or the situation itself. And you're going to go up and try to fuck one of them, yeah? Oh, she's planning on, on sitting on their lap and sleight of handing the grenade in, into her, to her pouch. Right, boy, we'll, we'll deal oh with boy. that after these <laughs> Plus sharp. That is a nine. That's one a nine. shy of good times. All right. Uh, well, pick your question. What do you, what do you have for me? All right. <clears throat> Which of these two is the biggest threat? Well, that would, that would definitely be Dozer. Dozer. Uh, Dozer's, Dozer between the two of them, you can tell just looking at him that he's, he's the brains. Uh, <laughs> and he's both the brains and the muscle. Brains and the brawn, you can have them both. Cliff, Cliff is just there for support. Uh, <laughs> but he doesn't seem to be the one who's, like, if we're talking who's in charge between the two of these two, then he's not the one in charge. Dozer's the one in charge. There's an empty table near them. Absolutely, yeah. There's empty tables. It's a slower day, although it is picking up with the heat. I'm gonna grab my drink and saunter on, on over to the table next to them. All right. What, what is it? Daytime, nighttime? It's it's daytime. It's, it's noonish. It's, we're, yeah, we're approaching noonish. Afternoon, fellas. I settle down and just watch them while drinking with uh, my crazy eye. I'm gonna let you. 
Uh, do you want to read the situation or read a person spot? I think I want to read a person. Okay. Oh, do you want to read Cliff? Or do you want to read Dozer? You said Dozer was the one who's... He seems to be the one in charge, but that's yeah. what he observed. But That is a 10. That's a 10. You get a uh, hold of three. Shit, okay. So you can ask three questions. Read me the questions. I don't have them. So, oh, so so this is actually one. Uh, read a person. Sorry, I forgot. As you actually talking to the person, and you can ask. Them, yeah. You can ask them candid questions in the conversation. So this would actually be read a situation. Yeah. Uh, so ask three. Uh, yeah, ask three of me. Okay. Which enemy is most vulnerable to me? I mean, that's got to be Cliff. Cliff's not terribly bright, and I don't expect he would expect much from a child at first. Okay. Which enemy is the biggest threat? So that's Dozer. He's bulky. He seems like Cliff seems more hair trigger, but Dozer seems more calculated. And I think to to someone such as yourself, you're you're not so scared of the guy who's also scared. The one who's not is the one to be feared. Yeah, fair enough. What should I be on the lookout for is another one, right? Uh, you mm -hmm. should be on a lookout for. Ooh, that's a good question for spot. Uh, what, what should she be on the lookout for? I think you should be on the lookout for the situation escalating okay because they came in and the last few times they've been in they've caused problems not like they haven't seemed like they're they've been trying to cause problems for mugsworths seems like they've been hanging out and as crispin has noted they don't exactly buy the expensive stuff while they're there they mostly seem to be hanging out and biding their time and by the time they get a little bit drunk they start causing a few problems but this time they came armed uh, so it seems like they're waiting for something. Seems like they're waiting for something. Okay. Interesting. All right. I think Spot is not at the table that Max is at. She's at a different table, maybe on the other side of them. Mm -hmm. I think she's sitting on the table mm -hmm. uh, with her legs nice. crossed. Nice. And is probably like fiddling with something. I think she's probably got some like straw or something that she's braiding or or taking apart more likely taking apart shredding shredding slowly maybe some bark that she's shredding okay now where what trees that came from who knows <laughs> <laughs> so you sit down mm -hmm. near them and you stride up to them oh sit sit down on on uh cliff's lap well which one's wait which one was the one that had the grenade or uh, do both well, both of them have a single grenade. Oh, then she she sits down on Cliff's lap. I'm gonna need you to roll to seduce or manipulate as you have you've strode up trying to take a uh, authoritative and influential position here on Cliff. What does the highlight do again? Well, when you roll at all that uses your highlighted stat, you gain one experience. Well, then I gained one experience. Cool. Mark it down. Nine. All right, you rolled a nine. So yeah, Cliff smiles warmly, and I feel like you you walk up and sort of take a seat right there on him. Maybe you only land on like one of his legs, and he like throws an arm around your waist and pulls you, so you're you're all the way there. Oh, what brings you over here today? I like can't like resist a good looking man like you, and she like puts her hands puts her hands all over all, his chest. on his chest, and oh, Cliff, Cliff is and, eating it up, and, and whispers. Uh, sweet, you know, sweet nothings in his ear. She plays that up for a while. With the seven to nine, yeah, they go along with you, but they need some concrete assurance, corroboration, or evidence. So, what do you, what do you do to to put that extra sweet on? Oh, she was gonna work up to kissing him. Oh, oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> uh, 
man, he hasn't even had it. He doesn't have a drink in him yet, but I feel like that is evidence enough. Uh, Spot catches Max's eye and makes a gross <laughs> face. Uh, so you start making out with Cliff and Cliff's in it. Like Cliff's, Cliff is here for this. I think periodically he, he like might cast a glance, but he stops even doing that after a little while as you two sort of get into it there by the table. Meanwhile, Max, you've sat down at the table across, mm-hmm. uh, made your presence known to, I'll say to Dozer, because mm-hmm. uh, he's not as busy right now. I think he's shaking his head. Uh, not, I don't think he's particularly blaming Cliff in this moment, and he doesn't seem terribly impatient or anything, mm-hmm. but he does seem maybe a little bit miffed that he was passed over, but being being the, the shorter squatter guy, I think maybe he's <laughs> to it, at least in places like this. But he doesn't seem to be giving off the vibe that he's off focus or that he that he's lost focus in what he's trying to do okay and what did you say when you sat down again uh just a a brief greeting afternoon fellas and just sits down watches him looks all crazy at him <laughs> are you trying to what are you what are you trying to do here i'm keeping an eye on them and uh, i think either of them make any moves but especially dozer mm-hmm. i'm gonna jump up and put the kibosh on that okay so Dozer... Essentially, that's sending Overwatch, I think. Yeah? If it, if it comes down to mechanics. Well, standing Overwatch is usually when you're watching over an ally. True. Would watching over an ally... Keep is... an eye out. Yeah. It always feels out. Yeah. like somebody's yeah. watching. I'll, I'll take that. Roll plus sharp for me. Skadoosh. what I get there? That's eight. Eight plus two... Oh, that's a 10. That's a, 10. That's a hold of three for this situation. All uh, right. Uh, you can spend that hold on one of four activities. Direct a PC ally's attention to an enemy. If they make a battle move against that enemy, they get plus one choice to their move. Nice. Plus one to anything. Give a PC ally an order, instruction, or suggestion. If they do it, they get plus one to any rolls they make in the effort. And direct an ally's attention to an enemy. If they attack that enemy, they inflict plus one harm, or they uh, take one harm less from that danger. All right, I'm going to hold that three until it becomes relevant. Yeah. That's cunning. I like it. Yeah. Observing. I like that. Sharp's got that use, especially for a, a gun lugger like you. Good shit. So Crispin, do you get back with those drinks? Y- yes, but I can just use a Maestro D move whenever, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, well, provided you're doing something that, that is, that follows the move. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to use my ability. Just give me a motive. And I will would would like to have poisoned their drinks. They certainly have given you motive. They well, certainly have given me a motive. You you bring their drinks by. You've been more uh, kind. By the way, I decided that a nice is just <laughs> is just a pale ale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I were a different character, I probably would have been like, just just give them whatever you want. They're not gonna know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you bring over two pale ales. And, that have been poisoned. And it's, fuzzy, it's fuzzy puddle water. Dozer, keeping an eye on you and keeping an eye uh, probably on Spot as well, having met her teeth uh, at least once before. <laughs> uh, he, he takes uh, cautious swigs from his pale ale, but he does string it down, as does Cliff in between snogging. Did, now, you did not do badly, did you? Give me the roll. Uh-oh. Not good. Snake eyes. Snake eyes. Oof. What's your, what's your plus to? Uh, I don't I don't know. What, I mean, the highest you could get there is a five. And that's I know, but yeah. what's? I don't even know what gives it a plus. So, should say on the uh, on the oh, move. right. Though usually with plus Rita's situation, hard, yeah. you get like plus one forward if you act on 
This is true. If you're acting on information. That's true. Plus one. Uh, and you you know that they are like that they were taking control. Mm-hmm. But I still so, don't think it's enough. What would that give you? That'd give you plus one to. So it's plus your hard. Yeah. Oh, right. Your hard is. My hard is minus one. Minus one. So wow. You have a two overall with yeah. that form. You are bad at poisoning. <laughs> yeah, real bad. Would he you like? Have to do it I'm just. I'm just glad I already got my drink. Jesus. Would you like to know what uh, that that does? I would love to hear that five or lower. Great. On a miss, some several people of the MC's choice, maybe including your guy, maybe not, get it and all suffer three harm. <laughs> AP. To be fair, Forrest is currently making out with one of the people who is also drinking the beer yeah and this happens that doesn't happen immediately no it's no. It's, it's at it's, my discretion in this situation when it happens it's at his discretion and, within the next 24 hours yeah. yeah and one of the interesting things with it is it's not it's one of those uh semi-retroactive ones mm-hmm. it's not he's just poisoned these two it's yeah. that he's poisoned some amount in the past yeah as long as they've like he could have conceivably given them a drink at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole pool, that whole pool of applicants is a fair game for me here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'll just up front. That could be any of you. Could be any of us. That's a good roll there. Good that's roll a, there. That's Kristen. a horrible good. roll. <laughs> he says good. That's a horrible uh, roll when what I want um, to poison is the ruffians. Yeah. <laughs> is hard one of your highlighted skills? Hard is not one of my highlights. You have sharp and weird. Sharp and weird. Is what you all chose for me. <laughs> so would would this be a subterfuge move, grabbing the grenade? Yeah, so actually, there is... It's not in the main rulebook. It's in the... It's not a regular move, rather. There is one that's specifically for thievery-type stuff. It's not seized by force because you're not going hard. No. I would imagine... Well, I'd imagine he's quite hard by now. Well... Hey, oh. I would imagine you're probably rolling plus cool, but I don't know that. Yeah, for a fact. so try to steal something as, yeah, roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, you get it and you get away clean. On a 7 to 9, you choose one. Either you get it or you get away clean. That's a 12. The 12. Good times. Uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't you, even seen double digits. I new owner of a grenade. You snag that grenade. You get it away clean. He does not know it's gone. He is into you. He is into this beer, as are you a little bit. <laughs> And uh, it's it's going good. And you got a grenade now. Like after you get your prize, do you just walk away, or are you you here for this right now? Well, in order to get away clean, mm-hmm. she you know sticks with it a little bit longer, and then like she'll invite the group of guys to play like a dice game or something. I think Cliff immediately responds, "Oh, that sounds real nice." And then Dozer's like, "Cliff, <laughs> we, we're here for business." Oh, what business? None of yours. Well, that's not nice. Well, this, this is this is my place. I come here all the time. If you've got business here, then uh, you know I care. I don't care whose place this is. Your your business and our business, they ain't one and the same, honey. Now you you can take your little nice looking self somewhere else. So she gets up and. uh Goes and sits next to to Max. Next to, oh, little, little he gives the briefest of moes of oh. what? A mo, it's a mo is a, is a is a sad little pout. I know why. Because the woman not sitting on his lap. Oh. On his lap. 
She figured you wouldn't want to be encumbered. <laughs> Admittedly, you are you are sort of watching right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't uh, mean he's still not kind of sad. He's like, oh. So you all hear a low rumbling of some kind of vehicle pulling up up front. And both of the ears on these fellas perk up a little bit and they take a closer look towards the front door. What do you do? Spot is also looking at the front door. Are there any windows in this joint? I mean, let's ask Crispin. You any windows on your place? It is a hardware store, so pro- they probably have some window displays originally. Yes. So there's, she's going to go take a look is, outside. Have, has there the glass survived a, the apocalypse? They boarded up? There is a big window that was there for like window display at the front of the building it got blown out and then we boarded it up and then i decided that a little bit of light is nice and so i cut a hole (laughs) and put like a plastic like a clear plastic tarp there there you go so there's kind of a window (laughs) is that kind of a window anywhere near the front door or is it further in so you got the front door and then the the window is like just to the side of the door. And then there's another window behind the bar. Where the windows are boarded up, are there like knots in the boarding or anything like that? Sure. Okay, that's what I'm looking at. Knots, cracks between the boards. Okay, Funny. so you, you were further in, so do you move from your position on top of that table to, to get a better look? Yeah. Okay, you uh, waltz over and... If you're hopping up to take a look out the window, I think Dozer might try to stop you. Do you even need to do it by peeking? You're, you're the bouncer. That's fair. You just stroll up to the door. That's okay. I already said that that was what I was doing. Okay. Uh, he's going to try to stop me how? He, like, if you start heading that way, this is me telling you what he would do if you choose to do this. If you head your way towards the window, he is going to sort of stand up and block you from taking a look outside. I think I'm going to move around him. Okay. But, but are you going to the door? I, I'm going to the window. Yeah. Okay, as he as Dozer starts to move, you hear a, a whistle and you a sharp tooth whistle from me, and I point out. Okay. In which case, is that you spending one of your holes? Yes, this is spending one of my holes, directing PC allies' attention to the enemy. If they make a battle move, you get plus one of your choice. Okay. In which case, I'm gonna move around him toward the door, if that's the case. Okay. So if you're moving around him towards the door. I think this is cat and mouse. Okay. This is either cat and mouse or this is you uh, going aggro. Uh, I'd like to go aggro. You like to go aggro? I wouldn't mind going aggro. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he is in your way and you're pushing him out of your way or, or, or whatever you're doing. If, if, you're, if you have to get past him, what do you do? <sighs> How feral should I be right now? Because there is a part of me that just wants to take my cutting edge and try to jam it into his leg. Okay. I don't think she would go for teeth immediately. I think teeth is probably her if she's like unable to to slash or or use things that aren't connected to her so yeah i think she'll like probably try to stab him to get him to move all right go out roll roll to go hard go roll plus weird for you mm-hmm. that is seven nine and then you plus one mm-hmm. so that's a 10 boom uh yes yeah, so that's a 10 so they have to choose to either force your hand and suck it up or cave and do what you want I think you take a swing with that blade near Dozer's leg and he instinctively steps out of your way and gives you a clear passage to the doorway. Okay. So you now the front door on this place, is it like double doors saloon style or is it? It was at one time like a double door glass doors Mm -hmm. that swing open, not 
sliding automatic, but mm. swing open, right. you know? The first, the very, the very first thing that Crispin did when he gained control of Mugsworth was install wooden double swinging doors. Excellent. You rush over to the doors. Uh, Throw them I both would, open. I would like you to uh, read a situation. Okay, I will do that. That's a six. On a six, you get to ask one anyway, but you must be prepared for the worst. So what's your question? And I'll, I'll describe you a little bit of what you see first okay. uh, for you so you can know what question to ask. Yeah. So a car has driven up uh, that you are familiar with. You've seen here before. This is Morgan's uh, vintage Corvette. Oh, uh, nice. it, is, it is powder blue and beautiful. It has nary a scratch. She keeps it in pristine condition. She has just pulled up outside. She's getting out now and heading towards the front door. That's the situation. Uh, what question do you have for me? Who's in charge here? Morgan, definitely. Uh, literally, Morgan is. As we talked earlier, uh, this establishment is sort of in the jurisdiction of the town of Deepwell. So Morgan's in charge here. But for how much longer? These two, like I, I now you have to prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm. From inside, you hear two shotgun blasts ring out as... Two, two shots are made through that doorway out towards where Morgan is walking up. So, hold on. The gunshots are coming from inside the bar? Yes. So, basically, basically Cliff, Cliff, so Cliff, Cliff, and, and, Cliff and Dozer yeah, have stood up have and they shot. have fired out at Morgan. Wait. As soon as I hear the first shotgun go off, I'm going to grab the shotgun that I keep behind the bar. But I, Wait. I'm not, I don't see this and I'm keeping my eye on, eye so, on them. So, so, you're keeping your eye on them. Basically, this all happens very quickly so you've directed her to go check what's outside the doors mm. so she pushes past dozer mm. with a knife drawn mm -hmm. so he immediately draws his shotgun mm. and as she pushes through those doors they can see outside and they can see that outside that's why they sat near the doorway yeah uh, they can see that outside is apparently who they are waiting for and so both of them immediately fire i got to make a hard move because mm. of the the bad roll Oh, yep, yeah, it's fair. When the noise happens, the vehicle outside, is that considered a charge situation? I think I think as soon as she went aggro, you are now in a charge situation. Because Forrest would have immediately turned towards Cliff and used her dangerous and sexy to try to freeze him in place. Okay, well, I'll, I'll let you roll that. Uh, if you are successful, then we'll say only one shot rings out. But we'll see what you roll. Eight. An eight. So that gives you one hold, right? Yes. That so then you spend that to, to lock Cliff in place. You give him a, a sharp look from across from the, the table next to him. So I think maybe as the situation reveals itself, he maybe casts a quick glance at you, concerned maybe a little bit for your safety in this, this situation, and you give him a look that stops him dead in his tracks. He uh, sees hell in your eyes. But Dozer, on the other hand, who's just had a, had a knife drawn on him, just seeing his target, he raises his shotgun and fires immediately. And you see you see Morgan drop. And you, you don't know immediately if that's because she's been hit or because she's taking cover from fire or or what's going on. Uh, what do you guys do in this situation? So well, that's not very nice, mate. So as we soon as I words. So as soon as I heard the the gunshot ring out, I'm ducking behind the bar and grabbing my shotgun that I keep. One of the Maestro D things is that I have to have security for my establishment, and w one of the things I chose was the convenient shotgun. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna point it at 
Which one shot? Dozer did. Dozer did. I'm gonna point it at Dozer, and I'm gonna say, now listen here, boys. This place, we don't cause trouble here. You guys came here to cause trouble. Get out. I think you are trying to manipulate someone. Uh, you are, in this case, trying to intimidate, but I think you're trying to manipulate him. So I would like you to roll, roll a hot. Yeah, roll hot. Nine. Nine. Yeah. The they will still go haven't along broke with double digits. Uh, they will go along with you, but they need some concrete assurance, corroboration, or evidence first. I think the concrete assurance is is, <laughs> is corroborate or uh, actually uh, here's here's what I, here's what hole. happens. I think. You've risen, you've picked up the shock and you have levied at them. You've shown yourself in their time here to be a bit of a pushover. Mm-hmm. Especially like just now we saw you were like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll play it by their rules for now. So I think you raise that shotgun and Dozer gives you a like gives you a look that you know means that he doubts that you would actually use it. That's and his, I think you shoot it that's straight his, in the air. That's his reaction. Yeah. He gives me a look. I'm definitely fighting, firing a warning shot through the ceiling and saying, now are you boys going to pay for that damage? Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like that. You, you've given Dozer a chance to think about what's going on here. Now, you've, of course, also taken a look at the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Do you also show, like, you know, even flash a firearm or... Uh, as he said, this is the lead you shut the door. Mm-hmm. So all I have is little old me. Oh, you 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 I really mean, follow the rules. I mean, when I say leave your shit at the door, I don't mean leave your guns by the door i no. mean i mean leave any hostility you have at the door so we established earlier that there's like not a whole lot of brandished weapons in here yeah we kn- you can have we, weapons you just don't like we know uh, that you're carrying we just don't want to see it yeah concealed carry not yeah <laughs> well right then this is the apocalypse uh, we know everyone's packing we just don't want to see it you know what let's see how do i want to play this I don't feel like making more of a mess. Well, in the I say that. interim, I'm going to ask Spot who's at the door. Morgan. She all right? Spot will go check to see if she's all right. Then I will need you to... Read a person, probably? Um, I feel like this is still read a situation. Okay. Six. Six. Oh, okay. Uh, oops. So, yeah, you, you go to check on her. And we'll say that your question here is, how is Morgan doing? Not good. That shotgun blast got her right there, lower left of her stomach. She's clutching an awful bloody wound that is still bleeding pretty badly, and she seems to be in a lot of pain. Okay. Does Spot like Morgan? That's a good question. So let's think about that for a minute. So Morgan has a pretty good relationship with Crispin. You are a little shit, but... Does he view that as a bad thing? I don't think that's likely. So, so something that I mean, she knows that Spot is my ward, my like guard dog. So, probably is accepting of Spot. She, she certainly respects you. Okay, and I know that Morgan and Crispin are on good terms. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think Spot is the retaliatory type. So I think she's going to turn around and. Uh, Go after Dozer, probably. Yeah, but before any of that happens, yeah. I still have my stuff. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fuck psych, mate. Give me that. You don't get to keep the toys if you misuse them. And I just calmly... I say calmly. <laughs> so you are trying to seize... Seize by force. Yeah, seize by force. 
And I'm, it's just little old me with his little old machete. Now, with a seize by force, uh, is that a mutual Yes, harm? exchange harm, but yeah. first roll plus hard. Yeah, all right. Now, he's just a guy. He is. I'm a small gang. You are. Oh, oh no. Yes. <laughs> there may be kicking, there may be slicing, but first, let's see what's this roll plus hard. Skadoosh. So, it's just a nine. Okay. So, I choose two. I take definite and undeniable control of that shotgun away from him. Yeah. And I impress dismay or frighten. Listen, mate, I'm not really very impressive. Feel free to be, just be dismayed or terrified of me, though. You wrench the shotgun out of his hands. Still, the barrel's still warm mm -hmm. from where he's just filed it. You don't mind. Mm -hmm. Filed it. Fired it. Boy. <laughs> uh, you do not mind. And Dozer seems suitably shocked i think by your size you were sitting down before and he's not a very big mm -hmm. guy and now risen up to your full height no longer slouching in some chair uh oh so what's his what's his damage let's see if his damage is via shotgun yes um let's see my harm winds up being four because of my size and the machete and his so shotgun his is three three minus two from your armor so just one minus from my armor because I'm a small gang and he's one. Oh my goodness. So, so no harm. His shot goes wide, spangs off my armor, and I'm like, please. You wrench I, the shotgun from his hand and deal four damage? I don't wrench this have a machete. I don't wrench the shotgun from oh, his hand. Oh, you cut his arm off. I take his hand. Nah. Okay. Part of his forearm. So is wait, so is the machete's damage plus your gang bonus four? It's uh machete damage is three, messy, and close. Okay. And so, uh, I'm a gang. That's a bonus of plus one. Plus, well, plus one. Now, I am assuming he's at least wearing a one armor. Mm -hmm. So we'll say that's three damage. Mm -hmm. But that's still a lot. Yeah. You you slice through his forearm, taking his hand off with that shotgun mm -hmm. as you pull it away from him. His hand still dangles blankly, keep, blood dripping from the severed Keep in off. mind, this is after I already shot a warning shot through the roof and asked, are you going to pay for that? <laughs> I, I imagine you like do that and then you just step up, grab it, slice his hand off casually. <laughs> Fuck, mate. I watch him take his hand and I say, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dozer clutching his arm and whimpering. He looks like he's in very bad shape. Taps Cliff uh, on the side, who is stunned, by the way, still. <laughs> uh, and like seeing him stunned, just sort of like doesn't shakes his head pays him no mind and bolts out the door heading the opposite way of the way you came in but he does pass by you do you attack him or do you let him go i was making our go for him anyway so yes right. i'm absolutely attacking him so this would be i think this will be a one-on-one -on -one. boy oh boy <laughs> these guys are getting messed up on their way out of mugsworth not to be <laughs> fucked with is so good i am the brute squad <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because just wait till you see what Forrest does. This is some good shit. She's already got his grenade. These people are dying. She, she's going to go for a shotgun. Good. Actually, he's going to run out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revise this. He's going to run out, but he's going to run towards where Morgan lies bleeding. And so you go to attack him. I think that's going to be defend someone else from attack. Okay. Which is a subcategory of seize by force. Okay. Uh, so you're going to be rolling plus hard, although for you that's plus weird. Yes. Yep. So roll plus weird. 
Oh, that's a really good roll, David. Yeah. That is 11 plus 2. Oh, boy. So so we should have asked this beforehand, but mm-hmm. what do you do? Oh, OK. So he's so I see. So he has shot Morgan. He shot Morgan. And now he's running toward Morgan. He's running toward He your... screamed out in between, I'm sure. Because... Oh, yeah. He screamed out when his hand got cut off. OK. And he bolted. So he has drawn Spot's attention even more than it was already going toward him. Yes. So she growls, I think. Spot is on all fours, bat out of hell speed at this uh, man. Has the cutting edge mm-hmm. out, has the like the, the insect mandible yes. out. I think she's going straight for the gut. Hell yeah. So I am picturing Spot sort of like drops down low, growls. He comes bra- like he comes barreling out like a bulldozer uh, out the, out the front the front double doors of this building, and you just leap up and go for a stab right in the gut, and your your knife blade connects and lands deep inside of him. Uh, you got a thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, so that is a, definitely a clean success. So you on ten plus choose three of you inflict terrible harm plus an additional harm. You suffer little harm minus one harm. You take definite, a definite and undeniable control of it. In this instance, this would be... This would be you uh, absolutely protect Morgan. Yeah. Uh, and you impress, dismay, or frighten your enemy. Which three do you desire? Hmm. Uh, he has lost his shotgun, so this would be an unarmed versus her, unless he used the grenade. Unless he was going for, I don't for, the, su- for the suicide, yeah. he is. Okay, so I think I definitely want... Can we make the... The taking control of it, like knocking him to the ground, potentially. So taking control of it in the instance of defend someone else from attack is can choose to protect them from harm. Okay. I definitely want to protect her from any more harm. Yes. I'd like to suffer little harm, suffer less harm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'd like to inflict terrible harm, (laughs) I think. (laughs) This man's is dead. (laughs) Yeah. So so what's the damage on your weapon normally? Uh, It is two. It is two. Two. Yes. Uh, so that's plus one, three. And I'm double checking, trying to figure out how much damage is uh, unarmed normally. Do you know where that is, Dave? Don't know, actually. I, I did not look up uh, <laughs> unarmed combat, oddly enough. Admittedly, you're a gun lugger. I'm like, the chance of unarmed is not fairly using low. weapons. I don't I imagine the unarmed is probably one. Uh, that would be my I'm, presumption. I'm figuring it's just one. So yeah. one minus one, that's that's zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I had armor anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, you you he <clears throat> sort of flails out at you as you you dive for his gut, but you get right past his guard, right right past his one good swinging fist, and you stab him right in the middle, and he goes down hard, blood leaking rapidly from his stomach. You maybe hear a soft gurgle coming from his throat, but nothing else as he hits the ground. I think, uh, I think Dozer's done. Yeah, do- Dozer is Dunzer. <laughs> Currently inside, Cliff is still standing dazed. Mm-hmm. Forrest will walk up to him mm-hmm. and say, it's, uh, it's in your best interest to give me that shotgun. Uh, I'd like you to seduce or manipulate, please. Is there an implicit or else? Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's a six. Six. Cool, 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 cool. With a six, I don't have to do, I don't have to follow anything you say. Uh, so, so you say <laughs> it'd be best if you give him, if, you, if she gives you that shotgun. And he sort of finally snaps out of the stupor. He sort of like takes stock of the situation and says, Right-o! 
and he holds it up and he shoots it at you from nigh point blank range. Uh, you're going to suffer harm equal to his shotgun, which was a three. Shotgun's a three. Yep. Uh, what's your armor? It's a two, right? Uh, so you're going to take one harm, and then we're going to roll suffer harm, which this is the one thing that I will roll just because. Right, I read about this. It's a higher roll is bad, so it doesn't make sense to me for you guys for the to roll do it. Yeah, it would yeah. be, be, be counterintuitive. Yeah. So... It is, and for it, I think it's the harm, the actual harm dealt, which in this case is plus one, plus the roll. So that is a eight plus one is nine. And I get to choose one of the following. Either you lose your footing, you lose your grip on whatever you're holding, you lose track of someone or something you're attending to, or you miss noticing something important. So I think in this instance, you miss noticing something important. Well, sort of, a, I guess it's more like you lose track of someone or something because he shoots you and you sort of reel from the shot. It doesn't actually hurt you that badly. You have good armor on that defends you from a lot of the blast, although some of the shrapnel sort of catches you and digs in deep. And when you turn around, he is already bolted out the door. He's running off. Do you guys pursue? Yes, she does. We should find out what the fuck that was all about. How do you proceed? So... She's going to get into Morgan's car and try to drive oh, after key, him. Keys are still in the ignition. Nice. There's no one else in the car? Mm, there's just Morgan. I think there's a, I think there's a cherry ride. Let me in. <laughs> you hop into the passenger seat. She is indifferent to what is safe and drawn to what is not. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you take off driving after him. Obviously, a car is faster than a human on foot. Mm -hmm. So you're definitely going to catch up to him. These buildings, as we've mentioned, are mostly torn down. Mm -hmm. He can try to run over some of them, but that only gets, you, gets him a little further away from you. You can always follow where there aren't roads. There are spaces in between debris. So I think that you can make a pretty, especially since this, this uh, car is definitely on a lift kit of some kind. Like, you can, you can go over small debris. What are you doing? Hitting him. You're gonna you're gonna run him over. <laughs> oh don't, boy! Don't aim straight for him. Like clip him with your finger. She's That'll be just the she thing. She has gone aggro. Yeah, I'm looking up uh, using, using vehicle, vehicle as a weapon. weapon. <laughs> he he had the audacity to shoot me. That is like so uncool. <laughs> Does that count as a plus one forward? Max just giving that directive since he's holding from still holding from the stuff. I believe I was holding in regards to the now. Pretty thoroughly dead guy. Okay. MC? Well, you were, that was for the situation. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, so okay, yeah. That, then, then, yeah, that's one of my other, other two remaining. Yeah. So I say, clip him with the fender. Yeah, you have a plus one. This is going aggro, I would say. So you need to roll plus hard, only in your case, that's plus cool, right? Uh, which this is admittedly a very cool thing to do. Uh, and he suggested going for a glancing hit. Mm -hmm. uh, that inflicts only two harm versus three harm. Both of them are armor-piercing, though, so his armor will not matter in the face of your car fender. If you are successful, what'd you do? Twelve. Yeah, that's a success. Yeah, you slide into him, and the side rear of your car slams into his back, and you hear an unpleasant crack as he, <laughs> he hits and tumbles across the ground. Uh, he does not get up immediately. What do you do? Get out of the car. Yeah. And I'm, in fact, leaving the car while it's still moving, not like crazy fast, but I don't wait for it to do something as mundane as stop. <laughs> well, she'll stop the car, get out. I'm sauntering. Yeah. She'll whip out her, her hair chain, swing it at him, wrap it around his neck. He 
Uh, hi there, how's it going? I like <sighs> told you that it was in your best interest to give me that shotgun. Not by shooting me. That was so uncool. <laughs> After, I believe one of the things with going aggro on someone, you can disarm them. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think, I imagine his shotgun has skittered away. Uh, I would presume so. Car. Yeah. Even if it doesn't, we're gonna we're gonna definitely say that that happened. Yeah. Yes, but now she's pissed. Yeah. And she wants to hurt him. No, 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 for sure. So, so he he. What I'm what I'm saying is he doesn't have it on him. He has let that loose. I think, like with the chain around his neck, he maybe flails a hand around at his hips, looking for that grenade. Does not find it. <laughs> uh, and I think for now he just assumes he might have dropped it somewhere along that you know careening across the ground. And and he says. What what can I do you for? <coughs> God, I wish I wasn't back at the bar right now. Yeah, do you guys just continue interrogating him outside, or do you bring him back? You know what? Question. You're only, like, at this point, like, a block and a half yeah. away. That was a short foot chase, because you guys had a car. Grab your shotgun, add it to my, to my bags for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, here. I already got one. <laughs> Come here, mates. Get a load off those legs, and I grab them, and... Fling him over my shoulder. Let's get a load off those legs. Meanwhile, Spot will call out for Crispin because Morgan is bleeding. I'm gonna peek my head out through the doors and go, Spot, I still got customers. Morgan from the ground says, Crispin, you sack of shit, get over here. <laughs> oh, hi, Morgan. I've seen you look better than this before, and I'm gonna walk out. <laughs> I like the idea that Crispin, like, downplays every situation. <laughs> Just like, oh, I've seen you look better. Bad hair day. Let's, uh, let's put some of that liquor you have to some use for once. Bring it over here and pour it on my side. What you want? You want the regular or the good stuff? Oh. <laughs> Do I look picky right now? I'll get you the good stuff. Only the best for you, Morgan. <laughs> You, I'm gonna go back in, grab a bottle of uh, Applejack, and come back out. Applejack is very high proof, so that's a good choice. That was yeah, that was the idea. Do do either of you have any bandaging of any kinds <laughs> in our starting equipment? No. Your clothes. Now, now there's a question: Can anyone stabilize someone else? Now that. I did not go looking through the uh, full. Because if not, we're going to have to drive our asses let's, to let's take a quick pause one. while I look up the stabilization rules. Two hours later. Yeah, so actually, if no player character is an angel, healing falls entirely to you. Here are your choices case by case. There's no healing available. You're shut out of luck. There's a particular NPC medic. I imagine they do have one back in town. There's an NPC medic, but they aren't important. So basically, if you are not an angel, you cannot heal. So. There, there are a couple of things of interest right now, right? Uh, on the one hand, uh, over with the car, you have taken a prisoner. He's currently lying on the round with the chain around his neck. On the other hand, uh, you have Morgan, who is lying bleeding, on her way to bleeding out, out front of Mugsworth. Uh, you've gone to the back to get her some of the good stuff. You came yeah. back with some I'm, Applejack. Yeah, I'm going to go in, grab a bottle of Applejack, and on my way out, tell the patrons that are still in the tavern... Gotta close up again early, guys. Morgan got shot. Again. 
there's like some like universal ah <laughs> as your patrons make their way outside and and they like they like casually you know well wish Morgan like oh yeah hope hope you do all right Morgan you know uh-huh. the Lord bless you that that sort of thing several of them light up and just you know smoke a cigarette while they're waiting outside in hopes that maybe when you come back later they'll you'll open back up again <laughs> they're staying in the shade of the building as mm. the sun is high in the sky. So you are there out front with Morgan. She is wounded. Uh, what I want right now, I sort of talked about this a little bit while we took a break. What I would like is for one person to handle driving the vehicle if you guys are intending to take her back to a healer in town. So one person's going to be doing that. That'll be a role for acting under pressure or under, under fire. fire. Do you yeah. Under fire, as it's referred to in this game. Mm. I'm going to do my best to keep her stable. Yeah, so if you're going to do your best to keep her stable... And that would also be, I think, doing something under fire. Mm -hmm. We're in a stressful situation here. For both of those, those are plus cool roles. And I want to ask, how are you all going to town? Obviously, there's the car. It is a, I don't know if I specified what type of, like, I specified earlier it was a convertible, I think. I might have specified. You might have said Corvette. I might have said Corvette. If I said that, I regret saying that because I think that's a two-seater. I really always intended for this to be a four-seater. Uh, uh, I was thinking in my mind, and I looked it up a minute ago. Uh, it's it's a like it's a charger. A, well, it's like a like a Lincoln Continental, like uh, the car JFK was shot in. Gotcha. Only this one is baby blue, of course, hmm. but it is similarly four-seater. It's technically I think you could fit five. I think the back seat's a bench seat, hmm. uh, and then there's a, a retractable roof. It is a convertible. Hmm. It's always been a Continental in bar things, eh? <laughs> it's true, <laughs> but. Is everyone piling in the car? Uh, and are you taking your prisoner with you? If so, you'll probably need to throw him in the trunk or something. I like that. Yeah. Can I can I make a recommendation? Hmm. Mostly because somebody has to keep guard of the tavern while I'm gone, which would be Spot since she's my bouncer. E. That we have two things going on at once. Me, Morgan, and a driver going to town while everyone else stays and interrogates the ruffian. That was kind of what I envisioned as well. Okay. Don't leave me with the kid, mate. Honestly, she creeps me out. Well, do you want to be... Well, uh, do you think you can drive this machine? I can drive anything. I like your confidence. Let's see if it pays off. So you hop in the driver's seat. I need you to roll plus cool to do something under fire. Um, very excuse. Huh? I'm battle-hardened. I roll plus hard. Oh, well, for damn. doing something. Yeah, by. you, your eyebrows narrow, and you hop behind the wheel. You press down on the accelerator, and the tires squeal. Roll plus hard. Right before I do it, the seatbelts in this thing. Ah, never mind. Doesn't matter. Six plus three is nine. Nine. Okay, interesting. So you put the pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. And you realize as you do that, that this car, I sure hope this car was a manual at some point. It's a manual. Uh, and you, you were not ready for that. And the car stalls out for a moment. Uh, <laughs> Tap his old time, mates. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so you lose, you, fl- you lose a few precious seconds while you then have to restart the car, <laughs> try again, be a little bit more ginger this time with that, with the gas, uh, and shift I, carefully. I imagine if Morgan is still conscious at this point, yeah. she's well, making Mor- some Morgan's noises. in the back seat, like, her, hears you grind and <laughs> out of the car, and she's like, fuck, you're driving a car, not a forklift. <laughs> listen, 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 it'll be okay. We'll stick it together with, with spit and sawdust if we have to. 
Why do I fear more for my car than for me? <laughs> and you guys barrel down a bouncy roadway. Meanwhile, uh, with Morgan on that back bench seat, Crispin, you are taking care of her. I will have you also do something under fire as you are trying to apply proper pressure and keep her alive and conscious as you roar down the roadway. Nine. Oh, boy. So, especially building off of the, the stall out oh, the car in the last one. Um, this is only, this, uh, this is can, so it's not obligatory. There's a, there's a, a colon there after the uh, flinch hesitator stall. The MC can offer you a worse outcome, yeah. hard bargain, ugly choice. Yeah. So, so with yours, I think it made sense. Just like it, this is going to take a little longer, mm-hmm. and I think that is what's going to cause you to have to make an ugly choice. You are doing your darndest to keep mm-hmm. Morgan alive, but she seems to be fading. She's losing a lot of blood. She's already lost a lot of blood, and the bouncing in this roadway each time she she winces with pain, and then after a, a point, she stops even doing that anymore, Ooh. and. She's barely conscious, but she is still there. I think the choice here is you can decide to you can decide to press on and hope that you make it. But if you do that, you probably are going to lose a chance to talk to Morgan uh, at all, and mm-hmm. she she may still die. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you pull off to the side of the road now and stop all the the motion, you might get a chance to talk to her before she goes. That is a h- ugly choice indeed. Fuck. If I if I choose to press on, do I get a roll in that? I think that's out of our hands. Yeah. I you don't you don't know. You don't have enough information to know what happens. It sounds like to me if we press on, we don't get to talk to her and she may live or die. Or stop right now. We definitely get to talk to her, but she will definitely not survive. Morgan, how you doing? Uh... Max, pull over. What? Pull over. Listen, mate, she's leaking an awful lot. Max, pull over. The white seats in this car, they're, they're cracked, old cracked white leather seats. The back row is currently red with the blood that's coming out of Morgan. You can tell just by taking a glance over your shoulder that she does not look good. And when he says pull over, he looks very serious. And come to a halt. To a, to a halt. Yeah, the the car. <laughs> I imagine, like everything, you don't stop nicely. Yeah, uh, yeah. You take your foot off the gas, throw a foot on the brake, maybe even pop that e brake, and you spin off of yeah. the road, coming to a a, <laughs> a quick stop just offside off the side of the road. Morgan grunts in the back seat as her body bangs against the side of the car, and then she is quiet, breathing heavily, but. Her breaths are are getting fewer and fewer in between. Morgan, what do we do? Morgan lifts her hand so she can get a better view at her stomach. Uh, you'd sort of given her some gauze or or some sort of some sort of cloth to press there, and she looks and it is all red and her hand is all red and does not look pleasant. I think if you look a little bit too closely, you might see a little bit of what's leaking out inside. And she takes in a sharp breath after she looks down. Uh, and she she looks up at you, Crispin, and she says, "I. It looks like uh. It looks like this is gonna be about it for me. Uh huh. God, I regret going for that pint. 
Uh, weren't you supposed to have a safe establishment, Crispin? <laughs> yeah. So you you don't know what's going on then? Fuck no. Great. <sighs> and she looks a little bit like she she takes a sharp intake in breath uh, and she looks a little bit panicked for a moment. Now that the car's not bumping and she's struggling with those waves of pain every few seconds, her mind seems to have cleared up a little bit. Like she opens her eyes a little bit wider, blinking in the bright sunlight uh-huh. as you guys are out here in the middle of this this empty empty salt flat. She takes another glance down and leans her head back against the the hard dirt. And she sort of looks up at the sky and breathes deeply. And then she looks at you, Crispin, and she says, Oh, well, I'm going out anyway. <clears throat> and she, she reaches up to her neck and she reaches like behind. She's, she's wearing a sort of a, a leather. She's wearing like a leather bodice. Uh, and she reaches behind that along her neckline and pulls at a chain and pulls up what appears to be a small, almost like I would say passport size, although none of you have seen a passport before, mm-hmm. but a, a small, a small bound book that is on this chain. And it's, about that size uh, and almost even maybe about that color too although faded from time and she she takes it off with against with her one free hand the other one still pressed against her side uh, and she sort of clutches it against her chest and takes a few more deep breaths and then she holds it out to you crispin to take i'm gonna take it you take it and at this point i'd like you to roll history with morgan Oh, sure. Now I roll high. Uh, That's a 13. The 13. So you have had more more than a few conversations with Morgan over the years. She's not exactly a regular at your establishment, but usually when she goes, it's on days where there's fewer customers when when she needs a drink. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she's found your company to be pleasant while she does that. Mm -hmm. And in those one does. (laughs) In those times, in those moments, uh, you have learned a few things about her over the years. One of the things you've learned about her is that she actually, uh, you know that she was born a little bit before the apocalypse. She has some very hazy memories of the before times. She has, she, she tells you in detail, it's, it's one of her favorite stories to say when she's getting a little bit drunk, uh, about seeing a city of bright glass and gleaming concrete. Gleaming concrete? Of... Gleaming glass. Bright concrete. Bright concrete. There you go. There we are. Uh, <laughs> but having, having seen these cities in a time before they were all green and forgotten uh, or destroyed in the conflict. And it's not very descriptive. That's all she really has from that time. But you know that she actually grew up underground. She was what people above either call grounders or groundhogs or more derogatorily Polars. Polars. <laughs> uh, so that's something you, you don't say around Morgan. Mm-hmm. She, she grew up down there and you haven't, she's been very tight-lipped about what that life was like. But you do know that she, she knew some fairly important people there and you don't know what guided her to leave. But she left quickly and was, was very ambitious on the surface to build a, a safe haven for herself for her. That ended up being deep. Well, 
Uh, and she's been there now for, for decades. And most people don't know at all that she came from anywhere else. But this book that she hands you is clearly a relic from, from those before times. Mm-hmm. This is something that was not made recently. And when she hands it to you, she says, the whole reason I'm here is, is that book. I should have just destroyed it. It's, I just never could bring myself to, but maybe, maybe you'll decide differently than me. Maybe you'll be interested in it as well. Uh, but, you might you might take a look if uh, I can think of a million reasons why someone would want to kill me, but maybe that's one of them. Maybe it's the past coming back for me. And I'm going to let you read a person. So I would like you to, to roll plus sharp. Seven. So you can ask one of the following questions. Is your character telling the truth? What's your character really feeling? What does your character intend to do? What does your character wish I'd do? How could I get your character to blank? This is me or Morgan. So this is you to Morgan. So you can ask her and she has to give you a truthful response on one of these questions. You can sort of tweak it a little bit, but those are the formats. Can you give me those questions again? Right here on the screen. Yeah, so look at Dave's screen. And then talk into the mic once you're ready to ask. Oh, we have we have the loophole. How can I get your character to live? Yes, nailed it. Well, you don't always get answers you like. <laughs> what do you want me to do? She she thinks about that. Her breathing grows more ragged. She goes into a short coughing fit, and then she looks at you, one eye open, the other one half closed, against this bright midday sun, and she says. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. <laughs> no. Uh, God, I just had to break the tension. I understand. Uh, I was actually starting to get a little teary eye over here over a character I just fucking met. She. Dave, it's a good storyteller. She meets your eye. She meets your eye with hers. And, and she says, Don't let anyone else have that. Yes, ma'am. Don't let anyone else have that. And don't concern yourself with it if you don't gotta. She coughs a few more times, her breathing growing softer. And after a moment, you say her name, and she doesn't seem to respond anymore. And after a minute longer, her hand finally falls away. <laughs> 